times dude mm-hmm. like where we faded in and then just boom we're live I feel good yeah i like it needed that i feel all <laughs> jazzed uh anyway hey uh my name is dj kelly reverb or kelly reverb or whatever um and i am an rsps uh, which is a recovery support peer specialist and you're watching the show called this pink cloud and this pink cloud is a, a show about recovery we do uh and it's uh, all multiple pathways we celebrate we, you know, it's not just the uh, the twelve steps here, you know, which we do we uh, we do not, uh, you know, uh, what say they're not a n- not an asset, but we also celebrate other pathways. That's correct. Right. I could I could have worded that a little more awkwardly, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm super excited today. Uh, of course, we got my boy Fitz uh, from. From Hello Studios here, um, you know, if you're looking for podcast needs, uh, what did you say this place is? The we are the Airbnb of podcasts. There you go. See, I love mm-hmm. that, dude, because it's true. And you can come up, and you'll act- you actually do full like uh, facilitation of it, like as far as the engineering side and mm-hmm. like the actual the actual part of podcasting that people like to forget. Here you know, I am DJing the podcast. Yeah, right, exactly, dude, Through the ones and sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it to another level. There you go. Well, yeah, handling the video and audio part. And if you're challenged to get started, we're, yeah. here, we're here to hold your hand through it. Right. Get that first one recorded. Yeah, love right it. Here in downtown. Love it, love it, love it. So, and then you've got your uh, your Hello Studios, I am HelloStudios.com, yep. right? There's the website. Beautiful. And mm-hmm. then sitting across from him, diagonal from me, it is the one, the only, DB, Dusty Burrows. Hold on, let me let me build up. I got to do the drum roll. I always do this. <laughs> they, <laughs> not only is he a professor or instructor, I'm an at, instructor. U, at UNT, but he is also an LP, uh, LCDC, LPC, and Vanilla Viking. All-around great guy. Some people look to him as their sky daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but the one, the only... Oh, a facilitator at Recovery Dharma as well. The one, the only, Dusty Burroughs. Thanks, Kelly. I'm feeling pretty good about myself now. It's <laughs> a lot. I need to take a vacation. All right. All right, dude. Well, thanks for coming out, man. I know it's a drive for you. Uh, and then, sitting across from me... Uh, a guy I met, actually, when I went and did something that m- people might find counterintuitive, um, I, you know, I had two years of sobriety, um, and I actually uh, decided I was going to do ayahuasca, and when I went to this ayahuasca ceremony, I met this gentleman across from me, which his name is Tony Griggs, and he is actually a facilitator with Two Birds Church, and it's not in Peru, dude. It's in Texas, dude. It's like 45 minutes away, right? Yeah. All right. So, Tony, thanks for driving out here, man. I mean, I know it's, you know, Friday, traffic, all that good stuff, and I know you're a busy guy because you cut hair, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Friday's a busy day because... You got to look good for the weekend, right? Yeah, and it's <laughs> holiday weekend yeah. too. So oh, that's true, dude. Up. You got to look yeah. extra Labor Day weekend, right? Extra yeah. tight. Well, so but what happened when we were we were there? You know, it was a three day ceremony, and um, you know, there's just certain people that you migrate to. Tony was one of those guys for me, and um, you know, we got to talking. And Tony's actually in recovery as well from alcohol uh, for like six years, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so since this uh, this uh, is a podcast about recovery, um, you know, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your story, and um, you know how how it uh, you know 
fell off the wheels or whatever you know that terminology is and then how how basically how did you get uh, sober from alcohol well my family was really heavily rooted in in alcohol mm-hmm. so um my first i guess exposure to alcohol was probably when i was like eight okay yeah and aunt gave me something to drink Right. She made a joke about it and said it'll put hair on your chest. Maybe your soul with hair on my chest. Right. But, you know, <clears throat> after that, of course, it wasn't until maybe, I, I don't know, when I was probably about 15, I moved away from home. And of course, all my friends that I had at the time were older. So mm-hmm. they were buying me alcohol for my birthday. You know, yeah, kind of stuff. sure. So, Good um, friends. It just <laughs> eventually became one of those things where. Um, I was dependent on it way too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have any other like suitable, healthy life skills right. to help me with anything that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, it it became also difficult to manage personal relationships on it. As sure. Well. Um, and I just got to a point where I just was just tired of how I was like feeling. Right. You know, it well, like it sounds like you had like a kind of a long journey, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it took because if you started at eight, (laughs) you know. Well, that was the first time I've actually tasted it. It was, you know, some years later before I actually picked it up and started becoming more active. Right, yeah, more habitual with it. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So it was one of those where it was like off and on. Uh huh. You know, I go through those periods where I would get real to the point where it's like, okay, I'm just going to stop doing it. Mm. I think the biggest period before now, I think I was done with it was probably about, I don't know, I don't know, maybe three years. And at that time, I was, like, really heavily, you know, into religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing Bible studies and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Trying to make a real good go at it. But yeah. I didn't have, I guess, that that real peace that really was kind of like the the light turns on and, you're, you're like, you really understand, okay, th- I don't have to actually have this thing. It was just something because of all the external stuff that was happening in relationships and just not remembering right. you know, how I get e- places and all that kind of oh stuff. Oh, yeah, like that's that. always fun, though. Yeah. yeah, when you got a little time messing, did. Yeah. And then when I finally went to what you would call, like, AA, uh-huh. is I was in a, in a marriage at the time where, you know, it, it just gotten so bad that, Literally, I needed to do something, and so I was at Wits End, so that was my go-to. Um, I went to some meetings, and then, you know, I had a sponsor who was working with me on some of the stuff that I needed to, to learn. Right. Um, it's, it was very challenging because, of course, you know, you, you're going and you're talking to people, mm-hmm. and you're telling them, you know, you're trying to make amends, and you get that response from them. Yeah based on, you know, how you treated them and, and dealt with them when you were, you know, drunk. Yeah, sure. Time. Yeah. And so I could never really, like, stay with it, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just it was just so challenging. Are you talking about your sobriety? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so eventually I ended up, like, I just stopped everything, you know, uh-huh. as far as the, you know, recovery, you know, AA you know, uh-huh. stuff. And sure. Um, then it was, it was kind of like a little while after that, before I finally just kind of got to a point where it started affecting me like physically, like yeah, to the point where I was getting cramps and all that. Oh yeah. Like It'll, it, 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 like I always say, I always say that, that alcohol is the ultimate slow play. Yeah. Like if you play poker, it's like the ultimate slow play. And then all of a sudden, Oh shit, dude! Yeah. My my liver's not working properly. My liver enzymes are through the roof. And actually, for me, you know, I was diabetic yeah. as well, dude. So like insulin shots, everything from drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It was Ooh. like one of those where Whoops. I tried to sneak something in and yeah. tried to fool my mind and body. But yeah. at that time, as soon as I got just a little bit in, it mm-hmm. was like my muscles and everything just started cramping up really bad. So I was like, you know what? I can't even play around with this really right. anymore, you know. And then, of course, coming in contact with uh, psychedelics mm-hmm. to ayahuasca, which right. really kind of, you know, opened up. Was the a doors game changer yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just now, would you say? Would you say it was? It, it kind of like 
been a replacement or would you say that it was more of a, you know, just, w I mean, do you feel like, you know, I, I guess the easiest terms is, do you feel addicted to ayahuasca from doing ayahuasca? No. Yeah. No, okay. It's not something right. you yeah. want to be uh, well, right. you, yeah, Well, and that's what I was saying, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, well, what, I, I mean, because I did it myself because I was, you know, depressed from the loss of my mother. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started doing some research and you start looking into stuff like NDEs, like near-death experiences and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily think ayahuasca was like that. But, you know, it you know can help you deal with depression mm -hmm. and and kind of put a spotlight maybe on things that are important in your life or it did for me and i mean the thing is is i took it as an entheogen in a shamanic setting um through a church which yeah. is two birds church which you happen to be a facilitator for so some people might say you know oh well how do they how are they able to do ayahuasca um, because the active ingredient in ayahuasca is DMT, as we all know, as we all know here, but not everybody else does. But um, so, you know, uh, tell me about how you got involved with the church and how it became a church and, and maybe a little story on two birds. Well, they were already pretty much in the process of, of like making everything, I guess, legit mm -hmm. becoming an actual yeah. church right and so um by the time i got there you know i think they had already been in place probably i don't know six or seven years i think and i don't quote me on that for sure but right i know they've been around for a while when i found them it was it was funny because there was a buddy of mine that I was asking about mushrooms, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Well, you know what? I don't want to do this in a setting by myself. There's some place that I can actually find a sitter for." He mm -hmm. was like, "Oh, just call this place." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it happened actually having to be a place that you know they did ayahuasca. Right. So I didn't really know a, a lot about it at the time. Of course, you know I knew a little bit, but mm -hmm. I was I went out to a meeting that they were having it was like an integration meeting they just had ceremony they had some people there that were talking about some of the things that they were trying to overcome mm -hmm. you know for me it was almost like wow these everybody that's here talking it's like they're in my head they're right. talking about things that i've thought over the years but mm -hmm. i'm actually hearing somebody talk about it so that's when i started to try to investigate it a little bit yeah more, trying to find kind of kind of found your tribe yeah. Well, trying to just find out when they were going to be doing ceremonies, right. you know, and see, you know, what I was going to need to do to get by involved. By the way, er, just so you know, everybody's fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if you're not on alcohol, <laughs> even if you're not uh, on heroin, everybody's got their baggage. So, but um, you know, I um, I, I just find it like um, you know, I found it like I said. I don't think it's for everybody, honestly. Um, but I'm an adventurous type, so I would say, yeah, if you have an adventurous spirit, then it's, you know, go live life, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I found it, like I said, um, to be not really like, oh, you know, oh, I took ayahuasca once and I'm, I'm like, cured. yeah, I'm cured. Or 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 I've got some special power mm -hmm. or something like that. Like I'm I'm really good at uh, card tricks and guessing numbers now. So uh, you know, but it's nothing like that. And I mean, as far as you're concerned and your experience, what do you think um, like could be uh, beneficial in recovery and just beneficial in general with taking the medicine ayahuasca? To me, it seems like it gives you a little bit of an extra willpower to, like, really set with whatever you have in the moment that might be uncomfortable, something that's challenging you, that you may have a difficult time really just being with and processing the feelings and the thoughts and stuff that go through your mind at that any particular time. Because outside of that particular context of things it just seems like it's a, it would be a lot harder to stay you know in those uncomfortable feelings and 
and work through the thoughts because the first thing you want to do is run to something to distract mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're in the medicine, it's you're it, you know you're having to sit with. I don't think I could run, dude. There's nowhere to <laughs> run to, dude. nowhere to hide. <laughs> I but it's, like, it's teaching you, you I know, how to you know go through yeah. your life's challenges and really you know have some some sort of inner strength to yeah. get through. The yeah. Well, I mean, I I'll, I'll like say a little bit about my experience, but um, you know, I when I had the ayahuasca, um, it was it was like. Um, I, I did I did two cups. I went hard the first night. I went hard the first night, and I'm gonna say it was it was scary, man. Yeah. It was scary, and it was kind of nightmarish. There was kind of a doors type moments, like mm -hmm. shamanic, like you know the Indian peyote moment in the doors. There was stuff like that going on, and but then there was where I just, in essence, gave up breathing and just was okay and just died for all intents and purposes. In my mind at that time, I passed away, <laughs> you know, and who knows, maybe in some other dimension I did. But, uh, you know, but in that and then coming back in and reacclimating to my body, I started to think about all the stuff that it was important to me. And at the end of the day, it was it was my wife and my dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was it. And now and I was like, uh, you know, of course, family as well. But, you know, when I was negotiating with God or or whoever you want Speak, to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would I was going, OK. And they were like, oh, you can come back anywhere you want, uh, you know, anytime or whatever. And I go, well, and I got so uh, I was trying to control it all mm -hmm. and going, OK, I would like this and I'd like this and I'd like this. And then <laughs> and then I was like, I just got so tired. I get just make sure I have my wife and my dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was it. And, you know, and then, uh, and then of course, trying to sleep after that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good <yeah>. luck, right, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, as far as, as experience, and, and you can chime in, too, because I know you've actually gone to Peru uh, mm -hmm. and, and various other exotic places. Um, and had these experiences <laughs> like on a uh, on a baller's budget, not on the at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it was right. fortunate for right. sure to have those experiences uh, sure. out there. Not everyone gets that chance. Uh, I'd like to kind of rewind too about uh -huh. the the process of it. Okay, and it's something that I just carry onto other experiences too. That first of all, I'm I'm not proclaiming myself as fully healed. Okay, this right. is something yeah. that works for me. But I was told when I was having my first experience to forget everything that you ever learned about ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. Just throw that out the window before you take it. And instead of having expectations, um, have the mindset of surrendering because the, the ayahuasca or the spirit of ayahuasca is a teacher. Mm -hmm. And as you surrender, you will be revealed what you need to see or what you need to experience and so in my, in my ability to, to surrender, I noticed something, too, um, as far as the physicality of it. I went into, like, this fetal position. I started doing some deep diaphragm type of breathing as well. And I've never breathed that way ever in, in my life. And it felt so intentional. And by syncing that with the process of I would say the deconstructing of my persona of, of who I am, I felt like this there was this entity that consists of various parts that was just invading me. And instead of fighting it, that could be very frightening to some other person that has never experienced like that. I just welcomed it, you know, instead. And in the in this in this process of like being taken over, uh, there was a lot of self discovery of, about myself, whether it's because of my synapses firing more, uh, whether I was unlocking something in my DNA or something that I was that inherited from previous generations, uh, I felt like in, through that unlocking process that this is really who I want to be. Like this is, this is really natural to me. I'm speaking this language uh, at will without any reluctance that I don't even know what it is, but it sounds kind of creative, sounds musical, it sounds natural, 
And I'm able to, with the accompanying of music, mm-hmm. I'm able to unlock these things uh, about uh, whether it's reaching for the ether and drawing upon that and with with utmost humility because this this experience is so so powerful um i can't help but like feel that i'm just humbled and grateful and it's more of an expression of drawing from just the source mm-hmm. of of all that there is mm-hmm. and at the same time that this is happening I'm also able to like step away and have a third person perspective of observing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was revealed was, Hey, I have trauma, yeah. you know, like I had issues with my father, uh, that I've never even thought about really in so, so many years, you know, and I had, it was very vivid and the, and the medicine taught me a self ceremony on how, when I was I- in it and seeing myself as energy instead, where the blockages were, and it, it was very convincing, but I was able to use these certain kind of gestures and draw, like I guess you could say energy, and go ahead and just enter and tap into it and dissolve it and heal it, really. Like, it, I, I think, um, you know, and I could talk forever about this, so um, I think ayahuasca is a, it's like a, a teacher, and it shows you how to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. And it made, me, it made me understand that someone can't heal me and that's o- that's only one part of the process too. It's just it's what you take away from the experience and, w- and how y- you take action uh, to address those buried issues that you have within you, and and you just you know when you're like f- facing the spirit, and you're just sh- stripped down, you know, and weakless, and you have all this pain and all this suffering, right? You're you're there at your most vulnerable moment to to have the ability to. T- to f- reach for the person that you want to be mm-hmm. in that experience. And maybe overcome. And overcome, and overcome after, after acclimating, mm-hmm. I mean, a- after processing. Right. It, it's a careful, it's a difficult balance to take that experience and Well, it's a difficult, it, it. it's a difficult thing to put into words, too. And also, I think, uh, you know, it's probably um, different, different for everybody, right? You know, I mean... Because I'm sure, Tony, um, maybe you can speak on this, but, uh, you know, you've done ayahuasca, you know, multiple times, and it's not always the same thing for you. And it's mm-hmm. not, al- what, wh- wh- I mean, maybe give us just a little cross-section of, of how it can be or, or experiences you've had with it. Well, yeah, because if you go into it with the mindset of expectation and you're expecting, you know, some exact, thing to happen, some sort of outcome, see, the medicine may give you something totally different, Mm -hmm. you know, it's basically Mm going to give you what you need in any given moment, you know, and you have to be willing to accept that. Right. Not that you won't have those experiences that you desire, but it's, it's really what's in you to come up in that particular moment for Mm -hmm. you to see, to face, to surrender to, to deal with, and to process. Um, you know, for me personally, mm-hmm. you know, I've had ceremonies where, you know, one month it's really difficult. The next month, it, you know, may not, it, the medicine may be one, be bringing to my attention that, hey, you're done. Mm-hmm. So now you yeah. just need to focus on. On actually know, f- the fixing, yeah. fixing what I, yeah. doing what I taught yeah. you. I mean, yeah. Because that, that's the other thing is that you could keep going <coughs> and at some point there's this, this moment where it's like you just you have to kind of stop and really do some work with the stuff that you've been yeah 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 Mm -hmm. i agree with that i agree with that totally um uh, real quick i I need to get to our new sponsor dude and the cool thing about our new sponsor guess what i met him at (laughs) at two birds dude (laughs) old old max the axe max padrokowski um if you're looking for a personal injury attorney um, be sure and reach out to uh, my buddy uh, Max Paterkowski. He's uh, he's a listener and and a good a good guy, and he actually cares. Um, so definitely reach out to him. And actually, he he bought the URL because uh, he was like, "Oh, dude, I'll sponsor your show." Um, he bought the URL thispinklawyer.com. 
dot com. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So that, that this pink lawyer will actually point you to his uh, Lone Star injury uh, attorney, and it's a personal injury attorney. Totally a good guy. Would you concur? Yes, he's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. yeah, I loved him, man. He was like, I, I did at the at the ceremony. He had one of the best lines uh, on the last night. You know, we walk around it, or you pass the ayahuasca the bottle, uh, actually jug around, and you say your intentions. Um, you know, for the night or whatever. And <laughs> he's he said the line. He goes, well, he goes, two birds, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I was just like, that's the greatest. That is so, awesome. But that's, he's a great that's t-shirt dude. material yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. We need a new two birds t-shirt. Yeah. But uh, and that's the other thing too is depending yeah. on how many cups you have. That's the other part of the experience. As right. Well, you, well you don't know until you go hard, <laughs> and then and then sometimes you're like, oh. Well, <laughs> maybe I should have been one and a half. Yeah. It's like your, two tag, yeah. your tagline, two is always better than one, right? Well, yeah, well, exactly. I, all I know is on, dude. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, what do you, okay, so, you know, I know that you're open to this as a therapist, um, you know, and as, as an LCDC, which LCDC stands for? Licensed Chemical Dependency Counselor. Mm -hmm. So, but you are actually an advocate for, like, last week we had, um, you know, neuro, neuroglow uh, and ketamine therapy. Yes. Um, but then what are your thoughts um, in, uh, you know, as far as something like ayahuasca? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. I have so, uh, more of a statement and some thoughts, and I wanted to kind of ask you guys a couple of questions. And one is just kind of the landscape of traditional recovery is, is changing rapidly, mm -hmm. right? So we're seeing people try new things. There's multiple pathways. You have smart recovery. You have recovery dharma, right? You have psychedelic assisted recovery. Yeah, I saw that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You have um, medication assisted recovery anonymous, right? So all these new things and people are discovering what traditionally might not work for me. This thing over here seems to be working for me. Mm -hmm. So psychedelic assisted recovery is becoming much bigger and people are opening their mind to it, right? Whether it be MDMA, whether it be psilocybin, uh, peyote, ayahuasca. And so people in long-term recovery um, looking for more or people just entering recovery going, hey, I've, I've read about this. I'm, I'm checking it out on social right. media. Or, or maybe people that don't have success with a, right. tr a traditional way. Yeah, so um, there's a terminology that... Um, I don't really care for out there called treatment resistant, right? Mm -hmm. A recovery resistant. Mm -hmm. So people that might not fall into that category of traditional recovery pathways, so they're labeled with a negative label. Mm -hmm. And as we know, people learn differently, people grow differently, and people heal differently. So that's more of the kind of the statement. So the fact that these opportunities are opening up for people mm -hmm. um, is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm clearly uh, very pro-psychedelic-assisted uh, recovery. And uh, so as a clinician, I'm learning and growing and learning a lot more about it. But I wanted to kind of get y'all's take on it. Like, who was I before um, ayahuasca ceremonies? What was I struggling with as far as my mental health with my, or my relationship, my un very unhealthy relationship with alcohol and drugs? Where was I then, and how did it help me grow, and where am I now? You know, we talk about when we share our recovery stores, who I was then, uh, what was the change, and who I am now. So kind of the same question, just reformatted to ayahuasca. Ah. Who wants to take it? <laughs> like who I was before is basically the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how okay. has it changed you, if, if at all, well, like um, I, in like retrospect? I, I mean, like I said, like, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of stuff, and like I said, I could go really, really deep and, and sound a little bit probably crazy to some people. Um, but... To me, it just really kind of it pointed out what was most important to me in my life and where I could be the, a better version of myself. So, I mean, mm. that's, that's, that's what I got from it um, because, you know, imagine you're, you're so tired and you're trying to put everything back together and come back and, uh, you know, then you start going, okay, well, these are the really the only things that are important. So, and as a as a recovery advocate, how has it enhanced your recovery? Um, you know, it's it's just kind of a reframing, if you will, mm -hmm. um, of of 
just a, an outlook in general. Um, and it's just kind of makes you think of life in a different, uh, in a different perspective. Mm. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, and what about you, Tony? I mean, how has your life changed? How has your outlook on sobriety from your struggles with alcohol addiction, how has that changed? And how has it enhanced your life? Well, no, before, um, I, I guess I didn't really have a real good relationship with, with boundaries, you know, and, and really understanding, you know, the situations that I was putting myself in that lended themselves to me being in those those places of where, you know, I had to have alcohol to help, you know, with whatever I was dealing with. Um, depression, anger, you know, there's a, there's a lot of issues that I had with just dealing with people on a regular basis, you know, and, you know, intimate relationships. And so now it gives me a little bit more of a, an opportunity and a, you know, Kelly touched on it. You just have a bigger perspective on yourself and the situations that you're in, you know, it just seems like you, you have a moment to pause and stop and to think a little bit more, and you're, it's, it's not as, as, I don't know, I say the word helpless, that feeling like you just mm -hmm. can't, you know, withhold from something. It just, it seems that there's, there's more of a, and I used it earlier, willpower mm -hmm. to really like say, you know what, I can actually work through this thing I can actually find another way to deal with this particular situation that I might be experiencing right now. And I, I think that's really what it, it just gives me a little bit more, I, I don't say strength to, you know, stand in the Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of like empowerment, like yeah. a, this, this in touch, Fitz and I were talking before the show, like I'm hearing empowerment from you and empowerment for you and empowerment and less likelihood to attach and set expectations in the external. Mm. Right. And that's pretty powerful. Right. Well, do, Fitz, did you want to add to that? Or I mean, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. So before ayahuasca, mm -hmm. I always felt like there was just something not quite right with what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. And because of, uh, I have the nature, thank you. I have the nature of wanting to discover and get to the root of things. Mm. <laughs> so um, I, uh, uh, I will show you the way in her own, in, in her own way. Uh, there's a lot of downloads you get from from the experience, and I had this. I had a reframing that we're all connected, and that Earth is precious. Mm -hmm. You know, animals are precious, people are precious, even roaches. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, yes. I mean, well, <laughs> maybe they can. No, it's what animals. I'm just it's, <laughs> it's what you it's what you impute, right? Right. You know. <laughs> teach their own and and so I was living a life um, that didn't quite align I was taking actions that didn't quite align with these revelations of like the best version of, of yourself mm -hmm. afterwards so I just I started a quest of just uh, after the medicine ceremony of just diving deep uh, and through through education through awareness of for example where does our food come from you know uh, environmental pollution I was realizing that my actions do affect, uh, do have the consequence. Um, and because I felt kind of powerless, but more empowered now that I can make a difference and, and inst instead of g feeling helpless and just thinking that it has to be the certain way, um, I started to take different actions. And I, and I started to clean up my diet. Uh, I hey, I hey, real quick, I want to interject because there is the di dieta, right? Dieta, yeah. Dieta, mm -hmm. prior, prior to. I want to jump Absolutely. in before I forget. But yeah, that was a whole other part of it because you're supposed to, in order to, <laughs> this makes me think of a funny story. <laughs> it, you, you, um, you know, you're supposed to do like, a, you know, try to be meatless or I went pescatarian, um, you know, and just really be mindful of the sugars and all Seasons. the all the stuff that we do. <laughs> I was like, I, when I came in, <laughs> I came into and just randomly in a big group of dudes I don't know. I go, well, fellas, I go, I go, I just went to the Golden Corral. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> but but you know because there is that purge or that chance of purge and and uh, you know it was it was just a funny moment. But the dietetta and and actually keeping that you know going on beyond the ceremony um, was definitely uh, you know um, uh, advantageous or 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 helpful to my lifestyle and to like kind of put myself in check to go wow Kelly you really eat like shit dude you know and then just to realize that and go man you feel so much better because at the two bird ceremony it was a three day ceremony they feed you too mm -hmm. so but it's all it's a vegan diet and I was like dude it wasn't there some celibacy involved beforehand? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. How, what's the celibacy? Two weeks? Yes, if, yeah. if you can. Yeah, <laughs> if you can. Good luck. Right. <laughs> I tried it before. That's a powerful I would, experience. Yeah. I, I was like, I yeah. was like that'll, that'll reset you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was like, uh, at the end, I was like, uh, uh, you know, after the three-day ceremony, I go, dude, you guys are gonna, you're gonna hear about somebody on the news jacking off and <laughs> smoking a cigarette, <laughs> smoking a cigarette in the Waterburger parking lot. There went our G I rating. Go, I was like, I, I was like, well, that's me, dude. <laughs> That'll, that'll be me. Uh, <laughs> but the big part of the diet, too, as well, is, is to keep your keep everything clear and so you be more sensitive to the medicine as right. well. You know, because well, and you're not just puking your guts out the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that was another interesting aspect of it um, where I felt, you know, like uh, um, on the second night, it was kind of like a, almost like a hallway of... of souls coming and going mm. and and I, I said it was like a, a beautiful cacophony of people of people vomiting and laughter mm. and crying yeah so all at the same time and dude you're just like this is fucking nuts dude but I'm like you know hey it's it's beautiful though like you know your 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 quote-unquote sane mind says it's fucking crazy which it is a little crazy mm. but but it's beautiful at the same time. You know, or was to when be. I hear it sounds that. like a trauma intensive too. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, people laughing, crying, throwing up. That's yeah. my emotions at their very rawest. Yeah, right. yeah. The the crying, the laughing is also considered purging as well. Mm -hmm. And and when I hear it, just because I've, uh, you know, I've done it a few times, I, and I do that myself. I just can't uh, think that you know it's just necessary. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear that, I'm like, that's what's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's. There's an older older version of me where like I want to come in because I feel it too, or maybe I'm allowing myself to feel someone else's, but I have to st step aside and and just realize, you know, you just all you can do is observe, mm -hmm. and I think that is a, pl a a helpful place to be when you're in the medicine, just to keep observing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's 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 the hard part. I mean, you have the remote; it could be uh, uh, that's what I was told. You have the remote, and you could you know you could switch the channel. But when you switch the channel, that's when you observe. But that echoes now. Thinking about it, the, you still have the remote. That's mm -hmm. the hard part for me. You know, like I, I have to, I have to, just accept the fact that you know it can't be like that when I come down from it. Mm -hmm. You know, but you still have the remote, you, and you could still take those actions. So yeah, this this new version uh, of me is, is someone that wants to heal the the trauma also from my lineage as well there's yeah. lots of disease yeah. i mean i eat the way i did be because i was just copying the patterns of my parents yeah. you know and, and the generations before that it you was know, a rice and plantains <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was meat with a side of meat yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh that's that, that filipino I like the that. I yeah, it, the, yeah the filipino wine so <laughs> i'm like the black sheep now because i you know i, I don't have meat anymore mm -hmm. um but yeah it's interesting and I contribute this definitely to the ayahuasca. I'm in my best health that I've ever been. I, I have the metrics to show it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not hiding anything, and I'm in my best, my best shape. And whenever I perform these exercise feats, I guess, um, you know, I, I just don't, I try not to forget, you know, that it came because I showed me, yeah. you know. So it's like a, a dedication to continue living your, you know, your best self. Well, and, and that's another thing that I'm kind of hearing is it, it seems like, it, you know, the, the reoccurring thing is, is it's a teacher yeah. of some sort. So, you know, I mean, do you have anything you want to add to that, Tony? I mean, well, it, it, you touched on it even with the way you're eating. It's just basically your, it helps your body, you to listen to your body more as far as what it needs, 
what you shouldn't have mm -hmm. in it. You know, you, you establish a, a lot better relationship with yourself. And of course, it echoes into your environment because you mentioned, you know, the way you, you look at nature and, and stuff now. The medicine does help you to be more mindful of how you are participating with things in your environment and the way you're treating yourself. Yeah. So yeah, super important. Yeah. I know, Dusty, you 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 were saying on the other show um, when we were talking about ketamine, um, and, and I always find this super compelling that the uh, basically the Godfather of the twelve of the twelve steps, uh, you know, experimented with LSD um, and wanted to actually bring it into the program, uh, which I find compelling. And then, uh, you know, also like uh, as far as, you know, like psilocybin and all that stuff, that's been around for, mm -hmm. I mean, since the beginning of mankind. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and I guess, you know, there's maybe a certain sect that abuses it, but if you take it in a responsible setting, I think it can be very beneficial. Yeah, even the, the term abuse is, is kind of, uh, it all depends on the perspective. Recreational, you know, would be my preferred term. Um, but well, I yeah. recreationally drank for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, until I didn't. But it's interesting <laughs> to me, but um, I, there's been Bill Wilson stories and LSD for decades, you know, from mm -hmm. the time I was little, I remember hearing about them. And uh, even in that, that new Netflix documentary, How to Change Your Mind, they, they talk about Bill Wilson and that, that LSD might have been a big factor in his success and recovery, mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating. Oh, Whether yeah. anybody wants to hold to that or deny it, just the idea of it I think is pretty fascinating. And I shared before that uh, talking to different people in recovery and even traditional 12-step recovery, um, Whenever you mention the, the option of psychedelic assisted recovery, um, that whole complete abstinence thing kind of shifts. A lot of folks practicing 12-step recovery leave that little door open that, yeah, maybe I'd try some mushrooms, maybe I'll try some LSD, maybe I'd try some ayahuasca or DMT. And I thought that was fascinating to me from a very stringent and structured abstinence-based recovery community. Uh -huh. And I think that, for me, that gives hope, you mm -hmm. know, that that we are able to evolve as a recovery community and be a little bit more accepting that, that we have been traditionally. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that's why that you know that's why we vibe for sure because uh, you know it's just multiple pathways and you know uh, it, like I said it's not for everybody. Yeah, not for everybody. One hundred percent not for everybody. But for me. Um, you know, and, and like, was it, a, everybody's like, oh, is it a good experience? I mean, it it was experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was depends. Yeah. It was it's experience. good, it's bad, it's everything. Really, if, you yeah. talk, if you talk about, we call, you know, doing the work in recovery and healing from trauma, healing from disease, healing from all the things that we need to heal from, relationships, code, that's all painful, yeah. right? Being vulnerable is painful, but on the other side of that is healing. Mm -hmm. So going through that experience, whether it be painful, if you want to call it that, uh, and difficult, everything worth gaining is worth worth having some pain over, right? Right, yeah. yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, real quick, so uh, put you on the spot. I d have you ever been involved in preparation of the actual ayahuasca? Um, I've been like a couple of times, but uh -huh. I hadn't actually like helped with the actual ingredients. I ingredients, okay. Yeah, well, I know it's yeah. from, wh what is it? It's all natural stuff. I know it's the I I acacia tree or acacia tree or does Vine. It? Yeah, vine, mm -hmm. okay. All right, that's why they call it the vine of the dead, right? Do they call it? Okay. I've, I've heard that term. Okay. I've heard that term. But as, as Tony's going, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's another component to it that helps you rem remember okay. as well. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss to remember what that yeah, other plant is All at right. the moment. Well, but that's why we can remember it. Well, I, and then also um, I wanted to ask you, um, okay, so um basically if somebody wants to experience this um you know have the ayahuasca experience y'all offer single nights and weekends as well like a yeah, retreat well, yeah there's multiple nights um, okay. that we have available but i think for maybe now the next couple of months you may be doing like one night mm -hmm. ceremony so you'll have an opportunity to 
Right. And, and if anybody wants to get involved and become a member of the church, like I said, like and and like he's he's pretty, he, you know, uh, Jay's pretty open about it and mm -hmm. it says this is not a religious thing. Right. So, you know, if you want to cry out to Jesus, if you want to cry out to Buddha, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you want to cry out to yourself, if you want to cry to your mama, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like whatever. It's just like, you know, it's not religious based, but. You know, it is a ceremony. Um, what else, uh, you know, as far... Oh, yeah, I, uh, another thing. Um, so people that want to go, they need to hit up twobirdschurch.com, right? And that's T-W-O, birdschurch.com. Mm -hmm. Register, and then there's all the stuff on the website. And then you right. also have an app, right? Yeah, and then, of course, somebody will contact you once you fill out the pre-screening information. And I, that, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because Dusty and I were talking about that earlier. Um, the the fact that, that you looked over the pre and minutes. Yeah, and y'all actually have a doctor that's on file mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, I looked over the the uh, the, the pre preliminary um, questionnaire and I was really impressed with it. Mm -hmm. All of the different medical questions it was asking, mental health questions. It was very thorough. It was almost like something you would see going to a clinic or going to a counseling center. Right. And I was like, well, they're really doing some work and some gathering some information. Well, here. and y'all have cool. y'all actually have a, a doctor uh, that looks over the right. screening process and and says, yeah, probably not a good idea. Right. Or yeah, come on. Yeah, the SSRIs, you know, that type of stuff, and you just want to make sure you're not having or taking anything that's going to be contradictory to the medicine right. or, you know, life-threatening. Sure. Also. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's better to create that, you know, safe container for people, you know, that are coming to do the medicine because mm -hmm. like, we don't want to be liable for anybody. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So yeah. definitely you want to put a, a person in position of where, sure. you know, they got to be worried about. Right, and like and y'all also do you do like it's a weekly service uh, on Sundays, mm -hmm. three to five, yeah, and and then there's also um, virtual um, services during the week, right, for integration people who've just done ceremony, um, right, who or are or another state that can't be at the actual in person, right, uh, services can you know check us out online, online, yeah, and then y'all do all kinds of stuff like uh, there's a Sapo cleanse, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and which is another plant medicine that comes from a frog. Yeah, this one kind of sounded crazy to me, but uh, yeah. But th there's that, and then uh, what else? I mean, what else is there going on as far as ceremony? Just those two? Just those two, and yeah. well, we we say cacao, which we normally have that on Sundays uh -huh. as well, from you know during the time from the three to five and it's yeah. normally like a meditation somebody will do or somebody do a sound bath yeah yeah and you just kind of yeah. sit and you kind of you know shout out to shout out to Zenobia yeah. right <laughs> yeah dude, she can she can rock those sound yeah, I wanted to ask you too about that because uh, we have some mutual friends over at the Mystic Mandala Center and so how does mindfulness and meditation uh, factor into the ceremony well uh, that's the the thing that I was talking about earlier. When you're you know you're going through that experience, you know you're having to sit with whatever's mm -hmm. happening in the body at the time and really trying to you know allow yourself to fully process whatever you're you're going through at that time. So pretty much that's where it pulls in. You know mm -hmm. you're meditating and you're sitting with those uncomfortable things and trying to see you know other ways of approaching. Mm -hmm. what you're dealing with at the time. I don't know if that's answering your question. No, that, that sounds like <laughs> meditation That sounded like a sweet little scoot around. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it sounds like a really useful tool to use yeah. during these ceremonies, yeah. even before, during, and even after. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, um, so is there, uh, I always like to give the guests this opportunity because I know you came in, that was a long drive, traffic, all that fun stuff that comes, but I, I really do appreciate you coming out here and, and shedding a little light and letting people know that there's actually this alternative out in, you know, here in Texas locally. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars yeah. and, and get all kinds of like immunizations. <laughs> like, uh, oh, dude, I'm going I'm, I'm to go get the bubonic plague. You know, it's nothing like that. So, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming out. Is there anybody you want to shout out to or anything I left out that you can think of as far as uh, about the church or, you know, 
Well, pretty much everything is online, so you pretty much got that taken care of. Yeah. You know, anything that I was going to mention, I was going to just say go check out Two Birds. Okay. Which, uh, well, dude, yeah. thanks for coming out. And he's so cool, dude. Like, he's like, I, I said I said he was more like a blues musician, but <laughs> he's like more like a jazz musician because he's got some skills. So yeah. I, heard, I heard it coming out in the ceremony when he's doing his, little, <laughs> when he's doing his singing. You, mm-hmm. get, you get a little, it's, it's nice. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, and Dusty, you got anybody? I mean, you drove all this way. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Recovery Dharma Plano and Recovery Dharma Dallas, two locations, one Sangha, one Song Sangha, um, and our uh, benefactors of space, Mystic Mandala with uh, Vijay and Ananda, and, of course, Sessions Wellness Group, uh, where I do counseling. Cool, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I want to thank everybody, Fitz. Let me get you on camera. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing your story with us, man. I mean, I know that you were experienced in this, and I know that you're not necessarily in in recovery. But I mean, I, you know, I love that. Um, you know, it can be beneficial mm. for those in recovery, and uh, you know, for those that aren't in recovery. We're all in recovery from something, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. What I was that I'm included in that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Well, um, you know, I guess uh, we will see y'all sooner than later. Um, you know, are we at that time? What, what time are we at? We're 52. at 51. Oh, well, there we go. Perfect. Thanks again for coming out, guys. Thanks, Tony. Let me crack on. Yeah, awesome. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, but no, but uh, I love Dusty. I just tell him there's going to be a camera on him and he'll show up, dude. He'll be there, dude. That's right. That's an expensive beard, right? That's right. right like, yeah, according to the young lady next door, cookies. <laughs> Yeah. Cookies and yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ATM on his chin. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks a lot for coming out, guys. I appreciate it. And remember, um, there is no magic pill for sobriety because if there was, we would all take too many. Drop a bar